Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings, you fabulous job seekers and career managers. How are you doing? So I've been covering kind of a, I think, a mishmash of topics so far in 2021, really trying to think in terms of how can I help the millions of you that are out of work? And a couple of things I want to say about that. If you find a podcast particularly useful and as you're listening, it comes to mind someone in your world, a, a former colleague, a family member, a friend who would benefit from that uh, podcast episode, please share it with them and encourage them to subscribe to the podcast so that they're getting this content every Wednesday. The other thing I want to say is that I do free webinars every Thursday at four o'clock Eastern time. And if you're interested in seeing what those are, you can access kind of a master site. It is always the same and you can see what's coming up for that month. And it's Master Coach Webinars, that's plural, mastercoachwebinars.carrd.co. So that's mastercoachwebinars.carrd.co. And you can see what's coming up and you can register for those. Again, they are completely free and they are really geared specifically for the folks that are out of work and looking to find their next job. So I'm covering kind of all the bases around that. All right. So today we're talking about 12 best strategies for networking on LinkedIn. I still get a lot of questions about how do I use LinkedIn? I have a profile. I have a few hundred connections. What do I do? And I coach clients daily on LinkedIn. It is by far and away the best job search, single best job search tool at your disposal. And most people, if you think of LinkedIn's capacity as being, you know, your dining room table, you're not even using the equivalent of one place setting at that table. You're using such a small amount of it. So I wanted to kind of drill down on 12 specific ways that you can network using LinkedIn. And some of these will be familiar with you, to you, and then hopefully at least one or two will be new content and new ideas. So I've grouped these into a couple of different areas. And the first area I want to approach is connections. So the first thing I want to say is when you ask someone to connect with you, so you're going on there and you're looking at, you know, who do I need to to connect with? Who do I need to meet with? I like for you to not tip your hand initially. I want you to just say something about, you know, I see on your profile that we both used to work at so-and-so a company, or we both went to such and such a school, or I was really impressed by the the number of articles you've posted, or it looks like your recommendations are fabulous, like something that shows that you didn't just randomly pick that person and without any thought, ask them to connect. So some personalization, but what I'm not doing in that initial contact is saying, hey, I'm looking for a job. I'm hoping you'll 
whatever, share information about your company or refer me to somebody because that could be off-putting, right? If you think of this as a dating process, which is how my mind works, you're not trying to get to third base with this person right off the bat. You simply want to make that context. So I like to just, again, say, hey, I see that we both whatever, or I was really impressed by, but something that shows that I did actually look at their profiles. That's number one. Number two, I go in every day, and I've talked about this before, I spend 15 minutes a day on LinkedIn, and one of the things I do is I go in to see who my new connections are, and I can do that in the connections button, and I think it's called network, actually, and I have it sorted by most recent first. I can sort it by most recent first and maybe alphabetical, and I do it by most recent first, so I can go in there and I can click on the most recent person. I can click on message. And if I have already said thanks for connecting, it'll show me that right there. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to wonder if I'm doing this twice, right? Or if I'm going to miss anybody, I'll sh it'll show me. So I just keep saying thanks for connecting. I cut and paste it. And until I start running into where I have already said thanks for connecting to people on a previous day. Now, if you're looking for a job, you may decide that you want to, you know, ask them some questions at that point. So I'm going to give you that as point number three. So number two, thank everybody. Number three, start with a couple of really simple, easy to answer questions you know, maybe about their work experience. Hey, I see that you've been at XYZ company for 12 years. Are you enjoying it? How's your experience been? What do you think about the company? Something like that. Get them talking about themselves. I, I, if they have a, an impressive education or a credential, you know, if you want to ask them, what's it like to work for what's and what's a company, what such and such a company, but we're not going straight in for the kill. Again, we're trying to make, you know, round it to second base a little bit here. Now, number four, if they're responsive, then as it feels right. So here's where a gut check is really useful, right? Is suggest a move to maybe a 30-minute Zoom call. So, you know, things are going well. They're answering your questions. Maybe they're asking you a few questions. Hey, would you like to, maybe we could meet uh, via a Zoom call and learn a little bit more about each other. Number five, when you have that call, I want you to make the first 20 minutes of it about them. At, tell me more about what you're doing there. How did you get the job? Blah, blah. And they can all be questions that will help you get the information that you want. But at the same time, you have them talking about themselves, which people like to do. Then when it's your turn, so the last 10 minutes is, is yours, I want you to have a specific ask in mind. And I've talked about this, I feel like ad nauseum on the podcast before, so I won't belabor the point here, but it's that idea of having a specific person that you want them to connect you to or introduce you to, or, you know, I want a specific piece of information, but you're very specific. This gives that other person something tangible to do on your behalf and also makes it very easy for you to follow up. It's very hard to follow up with a, you know, if you've said, hey, if you think of anything, let me know. What do you follow up with that, right? But by saying, I'm hoping you'll introduce me to Sue Smith in the accounting department, now you have something very specific to follow up on. So that's number five, make the first 20 minutes of the Zoom call about them and then have a specific ask when it's your turn. Number six, follow up with a thank you. So this kind of blends into what I was talking about a moment ago. I want you to follow up and I want you to say thank you. And, and it would sound something like this. Dear Sally, I really enjoyed our Zoom call yesterday. I hope you got as much out of it as I did. I hope my recommendation to X was helpful. I'm really looking forward to the introduction to 
whoever it was. So what I'm doing there is I'm reminding them of the value I provided them. And what might that value be? I might have given them an idea of a person they need to talk to, a vendor they might need to try, a best practice they might need to try, or if nothing else, I just listened to them. And, and they were able to vent a little bit to someone who isn't in their workplace. Number seven, once you've connected with somebody, you can see everybody that they're connected to. And I want you to look at those connections and look at where those introductions might be useful for you. So my personal story is I had a client last year who reached out to me and said, do you know so-and-so? You're connected to her on LinkedIn. And she works for a company that I'm really interested in. And I did not know that individual, but I did know the client very well and felt very comfortable advocating on my client's behalf. I reached out to the woman. The woman immediately, I didn't say, you know, he's looking for a job in sales, but she intuited that. She said, I'm not the right person. It's this guy over here. And so I referred my client to this person. And then he ended up with another person that that first person had left the job and there was a new person in the role. So it took three people, but I got the ball rolling with a connection that I had that he didn't know. And I didn't know him either, but I was willing to make that introduction and he got the job. So you can utilize your second level connections on LinkedIn, which are people that are connected to the people you're connected to. So if you think about the people, let's say you have 500 connections, then that's only 500 people. But if you think about each one of those people having 500 connections, now you've got a couple million people in your network that you can, that you can make introduction with. So those are the suggestions for your connections. When you ask somebody to connect with you, don't tell them, don't, you know, go too far at once and tell them you want them to give you a job or anything like that. Just come up with something you have in common. Thank them after they connect with you, regardless of who initiated the conversation or the connection, right? So if you, if you said, hey, connect with me, if they said, hey, connect with me, you can still say thanks for connecting. Then uh, start with a couple of simple like softball questions before you start get down to the meaty stuff. And then if it if you're getting a response, they seem to be you know interested in, in speaking with you, suggest a Zoom call. And in that Zoom call, make the first 20 minutes about them. And when it's your turn, have a specific ask. Follow up with a thank you and a subtle reminder of whatever it is you asked them to do or whatever they asked offered to do. And then once you've connected, utilize their connections, comb through those and see what the possibilities are. That expands your network tremendously. So those are the ideas around your connections. Now I want to talk about groups. So for those of you that aren't familiar with this, there are tons, literally tons of groups on LinkedIn that you can join. And they're typically professional in nature, although there are some kind of avocational groups on there. But for your purposes, you're going to be looking at the professional groups. So my suggestion number one is I want you to join some groups that will put you in proximity with the decision makers at the companies you want to work for. So let's just say you're looking for a position in the energy industry. What groups are energy executives or HR for the energy department? Like what you got to play around and see what you can get. And I don't have a specific number of groups that I want you to join. I used to say a specific number. 
And I found in the last few years that many of the groups that I belong to were getting very commercial. They were There was a lot of people promoting whatever it was they did and nobody was kicking them off. And so I've gotten much pickier about the groups that I belong to on there. And I'm looking for groups that aren't just constantly trying to sell me something. So you, you find a few groups that, that kind of fit that category. The next thing I want you to do in that group is be active. And what does that look like? You could post, right? So you could share a, an article. Uh, maybe there's something that came up in a meeting you were in and you want to say, hey, what do you think about this? So those would be kind of not your original content. You could also respond to other people's questions, comments, whatever. And then you can also ask questions, right? So if it's something you, you know, what are you doing about right now? How are you responding to? And when I talk about posting, you can also post original content. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, kind of put that in a different category. But for the purpose of these groups, you're typically not going to be posting original content there. I do sometimes, but most of the time I'm either posting what someone else has said or I'm, you know, asking a question or responding. And then number three, I want you to pursue one-on-one -on -one meetings based on, you know, who's interacting with you, where, where are you getting positive feedback? Maybe you asked a question around your job search and somebody responded, and then you can take those offline uh, to a Zoom meeting. So find you some groups that make sense for you, be active in those groups, and then pursue one-on-one -on -one meetings with them as appropriate. Then the final area that I want to talk about is pro your profile and your content. I've talked at length on the podcast before about all the aspects of your profile and what's important and what needs to go where. So as a general comment, number one is make sure your profile is welcoming, professional, designed to elicit an interview. That's what your LinkedIn profile is. Just the same purpose as your resume in that it is not designed to get you a job. It is designed to get you an interview. I strongly recommend a professional LinkedIn profile writer. Uh, most people are just cutting and pasting their resume, which is terrible. So if you really are at a loss as to how to structure this thing in a way that is welcoming, professional, and designed to elicit an interview, reach out to me or someone like me to help you with that. A perfect example, I was looking at a prospective client's profile the other day, and his picture looked more like a mugshot than a... It, it didn't look welcoming at all. I would not want to do business with that individual. So I had to, to tell him he needed to be smiling in his picture. He needed to be a little bit warmer and, and look less terrifying. Number two, this is where that original content might come in. So if you are at the higher levels in your profession, if you have an area that you're considered a subject matter expertise, uh, expert in, you can put that original content out onto LinkedIn. And that really speaks to your thought leadership. I would say kind of come up with a game plan if you want to go that route. Think about how often do I want to post? What sort of things do I want to post? Do I have stuff that I can repurpose? And, and if so, you know, can I put all that together in a folder and kind of make it easy? Do I want to create a, a half a dozen articles and have them at the ready and space them out? And there, is, there are posts that you can do on LinkedIn and there are articles. And the only difference between the two is the length. So just know that if you try to post, to do a post and it's too long, it'll tell you you can't do that. So you don't have to worry about which one. In general, if I'm sending them a little message with a link to my most recent webinar, my most recent podcast, 
you know, hey, check this out, then that's going to be a post. If I am essentially creating a blog where I've got quite a bit of content, I'm giving some instructions, some teaching, then I do that as an article. But it's very easy. And again, you can't get it wrong because LinkedIn won't let you. So number one, make sure your profile is welcoming, professional, and designed to elicit an interview from top to bottom. Everything from your picture to the background behind your picture. What does your headline say, which is right underneath your picture? And how does the rest of your profile look? Would you want to hire you? Would you want to interview you based on what you see on that profile? And then secondly, think about original content in your area of expertise, especially if you are kind of mid-level and above. And if you're at the executive level, I highly recommend it so that you can further position yourself as a thought leader. I have, I have given you my 12 ideas for using LinkedIn for networking. I hope some of these ideas are a little bit of a curveball for you, some things you hadn't thought about. If you have questions about LinkedIn, be sure to shoot me an email. That's Lisa, L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com or... You, as many of you have, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can ask me a question in there, and I will be glad to help you with LinkedIn. It's, it's just my fave. I love it. So have a great rest of your week, guys, and I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to The Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.